0: And welcome to episode 77 of the Radio MVP Sports Podcast. I'm Tim, along with Anthony, sitting on my back porch, Mm -hmm. I should say again, as uh, we are now into part two of the High School Football Preview. Anthony, we have Steve Ruman. We have Cameron Rico, who's doing the pregame show on Western Reserve Radio and WBBW this year. And uh, we're gonna have Jim Craven on too. Mm-hmm. So from uh, Western Reserve Radio, and of course works with Mark Means each and every year at the high school football on Sports Radio twelve forty WBBW. So we'll uh, have them on, and it's gonna be a quick podcast. I mean, you and I will be off quickly. But, yeah, you know, great interview with Steve Ruman, and matter of fact, we're gonna preview some of that uh, Thursday night as our halftime show on mm-hmm. the. Uh, at the game with Niles and Howland. And just to remind everybody, Thursday night on Western Reserve Radio and on WRQX AM 600, we will be uh, simulcasting on both as we will have our first game of the season Thursday night as Howland travels to Niles Friday we're going to Canton, as is Harding versus McKinley in the Battle of the President's Schools in Northeast yes. Ohio. It should be a lot of fun, and uh, we're looking forward to that one, too. Tim, when we wrapped up last year, it was December,
1: and we said, well, next year we look forward to it again. And here it is already. It, it, it's finally arrived, and uh, we're two days away. This time in 48 hours, we will be setting up, getting ready for the pregame show. Um, between two old-fashioned rivals. I, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're, I'm, I'm look, looking, forward we're looking forward to this year. Um, y- you've mentioned it. I've mentioned it. Uh, we have a- an action-packed schedule. Um, it's been really neat to hear from these guys who do a great job. Uh, all these guys do a fantastic job covering high school football in the area. Um, it's coming. Most people know Steve Ruman and the job he does. He... Anything you need to know about any school, he knows. And if he doesn't know, nobody
0: knows. So, um, yeah, he's great every year. I've known Steve, got. Since I've started in in broadcasting in uh, Trumbull County many years ago, and uh, he's now switched over to the Warren Tribune, Mm -hmm. was with the Vindicator. Obviously, this is the last week of the Vindicator. Uh, He finished out working for them, and he is now with uh, the Warren Tribune covering sports in Trumbull County again. So uh, it just continues, Yes, and it should be a lot of fun going forward talking to Steve. Matter of fact, let's step aside, and let's bring in Steve Ruman. My conversation with him earlier today.
2: It's now my opportunity to talk with my good friend, and it seems like this happens every August as we get ready for the high school football season, Steve Ruman, now with the Warren Tribune. Uh, Steve, how are you doing tonight?
3: Good. Good. How about yourself?
2: Oh, We're doing well here on Radio MVP, and of course, uh, we'll be broadcasting this year on Western Reserve Radio as uh, we uh, cover the high school sports. Just think, take a moment and talk about some of the uh, the teams that you've seen in general, and then we'll uh, we'll get more specific as we go.
3: Absolutely. Uh we we've been doing this 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 goes back a ways, man, back and forth uh since probably the mid nineties. Hard to believe. Yeah.
2: Deep down. Yeah, it has. Hard to believe.
3: Um well well between the Tribune and Vindicator because I was kind of bouncing back and forth throughout the summer. Um, you know, um looked at a few Trumbull County schools, Kennedy, uh Kennedy Niles, Halland, Donald, Mineral Ridge. Uh, those those schools there a couple more um, that'll'll that'll come to me as, as we do this uh, and then and then you know I jumped even into like Grand Valley and, and whatnot in and that area up there for for the Tribune um, but a lot a lot of the typical Trumbull County schools um, that I usually do and speaking of the traditional Trumbull County schools we got a
2: great kickoff that both you and I will be at uh, this Thursday night as Howland travels over to Niles uh, to renew that rivalries, the Tigers and the Red Dragons get started on Thursday night. You talk to both those coaches. Just give me an idea of what uh what they're both uh thinking about their uh their summer preparation for this opener. It's
3: it's a very interesting matchup. You have you have two second year coaches in, in Steve Boyle and uh Jim Perry. Um you have two programs that are, you know, struggling to get back to where they were. You know, Hallen finished one and nine last year, Niles four and six. So they're both they're both looking to Maybe turn the corner this year. Um, you know, two programs that are that are going into the season with junior quarterbacks. There's a very you know just a lot of similarities with these two clubs. It, it's the 45th year of of them meeting, 45 straight years. They begin in '75, so it's one of the longer consecutive rivalries we've had in Trumbull County. It's not the oldest by by any means, but in terms of you know consecutive play, um, it, it ranks right up there. Uh, and and this is the first time they'll be kicking off the season against each other, so so uh, a lot of excitement there. But there's just a lot of similarities with these two programs right now.
2: Yeah, you know, last year I got to see Niles play, and we've seen the development of that program under uh, Coach Perry and what he is able to achieve. He got some real uh, quality play from all of his uh, players. You know, the younger ones and the uh, the ones who uh, graduated from last season, but. More importantly, I think he's built a a building block uh, to bring the uh, the Red Dragons back to uh, prominence that they uh, so desperately want to remember from their uh, their rich history.
3: He absolutely has. I mean, being a Niles guy, I mean, his goal. I think you know, be, be, before he talked about the wins and losses and, and anything like that, his goal was to bring back a lot of that tradition that he remembered growing up and and when he played. Um, just a lot of the discipline that was, you know, a kind of a mainstay in the program and whatnot. You saw that last year, even even in losses, you know, you could see a whole different mindset, a, a different type of team. And then they finished, you know, they finished the season strong with three straight wins to close the season. So three of their four wins came in the last three last three weeks of the season. So they were building the pieces. And, and you know, they had a young quarterback in Zach Leonard, uh just a sophomore uh this this molnar this travis molnar their running back i mean he didn't get a lot of touches because of robbie Savin last year but but when he did carry the ball i mean he showed a lot of signs so so i I think you know they're they're heading into this season you know coach perry didn't he, he didn't throw any punches i mean he he said you know elite title and and a playoff uh birth that's that's our goal this year and and we're going to be disappointed if we don't get both.
2: Yeah, and now, of course, they're playing in the uh, new league, the Northeast 8. Just take a moment and talk about that league and, and its formation. I know we talked about it before, but this will be the first year of competition, and uh, it's something that's uh, going to kind of be exciting for uh, Trumbull County and for uh, the Mahoning Valley.
3: Yeah, it is. I mean, you got, you got you got these eight schools that are very similar in size and, and makeup, and... um. This kind of reminds me of the old MAC, the uh, um, uh, Metro Athletic Conference from the '90s and early 2000s. Um, in in terms of of who's in there, and and just the competitiveness of of it all. I mean, you know, back then you you saw Niles win it one year, Struthers win it, Hubbard. It was it, it was a different. It seemed like it was, nobody dominated that that league really, and just just by looking at it, the way the, the makeup of it. At least going into it right now, I, I see the same thing. You know, I, I don't see any team dominating that year after year. And then, and then, and then, you know, you throw in a uh, South Range. Like I said, it, it's kind of the makeup of the Mac from from years ago. And then you throw in a South Range who, You know, they're one of the few school districts in this area that are actually increasing in size and enrollment year after year. And I, they're going to be a force in this league, I think.
2: I, I couldn't agree with you more about, uh, South Range. The Raiders, you know, have such a strong tradition of what they've done the last 20, 25 years and, uh, they continue to grow as you mentioned, but more importantly, they've been really competitive. They've, they've made some nice deep runs in the playoffs. They've been very competitive in every, uh, a conference they've been in. I think, uh, they're going to have kind of a chip on their shoulders being kind of the, the smaller school, uh, coming into this league.
3: Yeah, they're the only Division Five school in in what is predominantly you know threes and fours here, um, and and Coach Yegli mentioned that you know he's he's he said these these kids are welcome they welcome the challenge and like you said you know they're going to go in with that little chip on their shoulder that hey we got something to prove um, and and he made a great point uh, this summer when I talked to him you know he talked about them playing as an independent the last couple of years. And and being forced to do that, they really had to up their schedule. And he thinks that, you know, is going to play in their favor. You know, it didn't do them any favors the last couple of years. It was a pretty rugged schedule. But he said he thinks that's going to pay dividends this year because, uh, you know, they they faced kind of the competition that they're going to face this year and, and in years to come.
2: Now, we were talking earlier about the matchup between Howland and Niles and coach uh, Steve Boyle's in his second year with the Holland Tigers, a kind of a rebuilding program, they're independent this year. They have a uh, kind of an uphill climb, but uh you know, they 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 showed glimpse last year of some uh, some opportunities to to improve. Uh what's what's the coaching staff there thinking about and uh some of the players on the
3: uh Tigers this season? Uh you know, they they did talk about this being a bit of a a rebuilding mode and uh you know they they really struggled last year with the one and nine. They they did show glimpses here and there, even in some of the losses. But um, I I think the mindset is you know we we still have some work to do to turn this around. I mean they do have some players. They're going into the um they're going into the season at least as of last week. They were still unsure of a you know quarterback. They had a sophomore and a junior um, kind of battling that out. Um, they they do have they have four seniors on the offensive line. So so that's a bright spot. They have three linebackers back from last year. Um, you know, their I, I, their go-to player this year, Garrett Deemer. Um, he's, he's going to be the feature back this, this year. He was, um, he was a fullback last year, but he's going to get the bulk of the touches this year. They're moving him to linebacker on defense. So, um, uh, I, I, I think they, you know, they're, they're really counting on his play, on his leadership and, and his experience. Um, you know, they're 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 still a little young in a lot of areas, so uh that that's gonna be a work in progress.
2: On Friday, Western Reserve Radio will be uh covering uh Harding as they travel to McKinley. Coach Arnold Continues to make strides there with that program. I know last year was kind of an up and down season for them. Three and four overall in the playoffs. He's forty four and thirty one overall in his eighth season already as head coach of the football team. I still think of him as a basketball coach. I mean,
3: he's been the football <laughs> yeah, coach I know. right here. <laughs> and <he's> know? Been, <laughs> it's it, amazing. It is, it's it's funny to, to to think that he's been coaching football as long as he has because I I think the same way. I think a, a basketball coach who's transforming into football, but I mean the reality is. You know, he, he made his mark with, with football, and, and he started out as a football coach in and basketball and, and now back at football. So, uh, you know, a lot of history both ways there for him.
2: Yeah, and, you know, there's going to be a tough challenge for them this year. They gotta, oh, they're they're going to have uh, to a lot of holes to fill, and they open up with Canton uh, McKinley. So they don't open up with, uh, you know, a Cleveland uh, JFK-type scenario.
3: That's that's the interesting part about it. And you look at a lot of these first uh, – First game matchups, so you know you talk about Niles and Hallen. I mean, they would, the they've never opened the season like that. And and you know, for years Niles always had that Cleveland City School on the schedule. Uh, same thing with Harding. You know, it's pretty unique to have these the Harding versus Camp and Kinley to open the season. I mean, I mean, that's a lot of uh, you know. I've always had coaches. I remember back in the day when when Hallen and Kennedy opened the season, and coaches from both sides would tell you know it. it it's a tough situation. You know, you don't have to worry about the kids getting up that first week, obviously, but, but it, it was, it was a tough scenario. If you lost that game, you know, the coaches would tell me it meant so much to those kids. You know, it took them a couple of weeks to rebound. And and you always worry about that as a coach to, to schedule a game like that with Canton McKinley and Harding. I mean, I mean that, that's a huge opener. Uh, you know, you, you lose that game and you got to pick it right back up and, and come back in week two. And that's, that's, not always an easy thing to do for sixteen, seventeen year old kids.
2: No, it's not. And it's a marquee game, not just for Warren and McKinley, but it's a marquee game that everyone's going to talk about. Oh, absolutely. About that's
3: that's something you know. that, that everybody throughout Ohio is going to look at Friday night to see the outcome to say, hey, you know, how how good is Harding this year, how good is Camp McKinley this year? And and that's going to, you know, give a lot of people an early gauge for both of these schools. Yeah, and Harding Opens up
2: against Kenton McKinley. They get Cleveland Rhodes. And then they get Maslin, Austin pitch, Urslin, and St. Vincent Saint Mary's before they play Bourbon. I mean, their schedule is just just, <laughs> that just, that just that one match after another. That and is going to be very top, difficult for them. Yeah, but it's going to be a great challenge, I think, for Coach Arnold and his uh, coaching staff and players.
3: It, it will be. Uh, that's that's a heck of a schedule to 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 rip off one one week after another, boy. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Now let's talk about
2: your mater and uh, the other uh, school from uh, Warren and John F. Kennedy. The Eagles made the playoffs last year, the last two seasons in a row, and uh, made a nice run last year in the playoffs. And I think they got a lot coming back, and it should be pretty interesting how Coach Jeff Bayek, uh handles this season coming into uh, 2019.
3: Yeah, there, there's a lot of talent coming back with, with Kennedy, a lot of experience, they got their quarterback, you know, back from, from last year. Um, they, they got Devon Williams back who, who injured himself in the Jordan game, which was, uh, I think, week three last year and was out for the season. Um, they, they, they got their top receiver back from last year. Um, a lot on defense back. So, so they, they definitely, I, I think in, in that region in, in Division seven, uh, they're, I, I, I got to believe them and Cuyahoga Heights are, are the favorites again. Which uh, you know, Cuyahoga Heights has beaten JFK for the last two years in the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if they meet somewhere in the postseason again.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching Kennedy this season because got to see them a lot last year, and you can see the really the determination of that club, and, and really the I think the attitude and leadership of, of Coach Bay throughout the season they got off I think a one in five start. And then was able to really turn it around and make a run for the playoffs. And made a nice in the playoffs. As you said, ended up losing to Cuyahoga Heights for the second year in a row. But last year they dealt with a lot of injuries, so I they think did. This year, they and did. they were young. So I think they have, you know,
3: with that experience
2: and maybe with a little luck at health this season, they could be a very interesting uh, team in uh, Trouble County this season.
3: Yeah, yeah, and and I, I would say I would say them and for me, Western Reserve. You know, if you were to ask me which mm-hmm. which team in the area is going to make the deepest run or is going to have the biggest, you know, the, the, the most wins, maybe uh, those two jump out at me. Kennedy, just because of their, you know, um, their status in Division Seven and what they have coming back, and then you look at Western Reserve. I mean, they had a strong season last year, and they for a Division Six program to, to field sixty players that's pretty remarkable. Twenty seniors, and and you know, Andy Hake's going to have those those kids will run through a wall for him. So, for what they have coming back, you know, I, I kind of look at those two schools. I know last year when we went into the season, everybody was, you know, eyeballing LeBre and Gerard and Hubbard and McDonald, and it, it panned out that way. Those, those were the top four schools, um, you know, that, that came out in terms of playoffs. Um, this year, I don't think you have that one standout team or two standout teams that you expected to make deep, deep runs into the playoffs, but but if you were to ask me, you know what one or two? I right now I'm looking at Kennedy and Western Reserve.
2: Well, speaking of playoffs, how many teams do you think uh, you can predict have the best opportunity uh, from Trumbull County to make the playoffs this season?
3: Well, last year we had I, it was seven in Mahoning County, uh, seven in Trumbull County, six in Mahoning County, and I believe four in uh, in in Colombiana County. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if if we're right around that that mark. Last year we had thirteen. Last year, and I could very well see around the thirteen mark. I don't like like two years ago we had eighteen. I I don't see that at all. I I, I just don't see a lot of standout teams this year. Um, I I think thirteen is a good number. Um, when all is said and done, I, I I would look somewhere between the eleven and thirteen mark.
2: Well, Steve, my thanks again for coming on the uh, podcast and appearing on Western Reserve Radio Halftime Show. Much appreciated, all your insights this year. Please uh, stay in tune with us all the season long, and uh, we'd love to have you back uh, as a halftime guest and on the podcast just talking uh, high school sports. And please uh, wish your daughter the best this weekend for us all here at the uh, Western Reserve Radio and the podcast.
3: Yeah, how about that? My daughter getting married on the first week in high high school football. I I don't I some bad parenting skills there. <laughs> I thought maybe we'd have the
2: uh, ceremony there at uh, Eastwood Field for a while.
3: <laughs> I tell you what, if uh, if 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 uh, if Niles was playing Friday night, it might have took place at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> All the best to you and your
2: family, Steve. Thanks, Thanks. again for coming on. Take care.
0: Time. Absolutely.
2: That's Steve Ruin for the Warren Tribune, and we'll be back right after this.
0: Joining us now is Campbell Rico, who is the newest member of Western Reserve Radio's high school football coverage. Campbell will be our pregame, halftime, and postgame show host. Campbell's day will actually start at 5 p.m. for the kickoff show on Sports Radio 1240 WBBW. He'll then join us over at Western Reserve Radio for the halftime and postgame shows. So let's meet Campbell Rico. Joining us now is Campbell Rico, as uh, Campbell
2: is going to be part of our high school football coverage this year. He is going to be the pregame host. Most interesting uh, developments throughout the last uh, months, maybe six weeks since uh, he came aboard. Originally was just going to be on Western Reserve Radio, but we have now teamed up with WBBW, and first and foremost, let me say hello to uh, Campbell. Hey, Campbell, how are you doing?
4: Hey, Tim, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.
2: So, Campbell, you're currently a student at Kent State, is that correct?
4: That's correct. Getting my master's in journalism, mass communication, working at their uh, radio station, TV station, doing play-by-play for the uh, Kent baseball, basketball, football teams. Uh, so, yeah, kind of just cutting my teeth over there and um, excited, obviously, to get, to get working with you guys uh, out in Youngstown this season as well.
2: So uh, how did you uh, hook up with Jim Craven originally? Uh, how did that, how did that you know, all come about?
4: It's a really funny story. So somehow, some tweet of Western Reserve Radio ended up in front of me on my timeline on Twitter, and I had never, I, I reach out to radio stations all the time, seeing if I can help out, need any, and I, and I saw, so. so I clicked on Western Reserve Radio, saw you guys do play-by-play for a ton of different things, whether it's, uh the, the hockey team out there, semi pro football, high school football obviously. So I reached out to Jim seeing if you need any extra help for the upcoming season. He got back to me. I came back I came out to the studio, visited out there. We talked about a couple of ideas uh that Jim had in store for, for the season. He had he's one of the guys who has a lot of irons in the fire. Always working on a bunch of different stuff, which is really exciting to me. So we kind of just kept in touch. And then over the summer, I uh, called a couple uh, semi-pro Cobra games with him and Mark. So just kind of uh, developed our relationship and uh, showed him kind of what I can do, um, play-by-play, color commentator-wise. And then I've also sent him clips of doing radio uh, at Kent State, and stuff so they can see uh, what I do. But so Jim, Mark, and myself have kind of been in touch the past couple of weeks developing this kickoff show, which was originally just going to be airing on Western Reserve Radio, as you said, um, as in a half-hour half format. And then the exciting news, about two weeks ago, it got bumped over to WBBW, hour-and-a-half kickoff show, the bright lights, the big stage. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. First show is obviously this Friday. It'll be East at Liberty for our first game of the week, and uh, Jim and Mark will be calling that, I believe, on uh, WBBW as well. That
2: is correct. Yeah. Jim and uh, Mark have uh, been together for about four years now, I think, on uh, BBW. And uh, I've uh, worked with Mark uh, for the last, uh, on and off for the last four years, different things. I've known Mark for like 20 some years. And it was the first time about four years ago that we actually worked together. We always ran into each other at ball ballgames, uh, competing radio stations, and stuff. And we always kind of you know humorously said, oh, one day we're going to work together. And, uh, We actually have only worked together on West Reserve Radio doing some semi-pro games. In the end, uh, he's the one who got me involved with uh, Cumulus Radio a couple different times in my life. And I did some basketball for them years ago and then uh, some football a couple different
3: times. So it's kind of
2: odd how that all works out in this business. But you have the right attitude and something I'm going to tell you right now. Be friendly to everybody don't worry about your competitors because you never know when they'll actually be the person that will help you out or uh, give you your next opportunity. It is a something I I tell everybody that's young and in this business. Uh, You can be competitive, meaning you want to do the best job possible and outperform them on any given uh, uh, Friday or Saturday or something like that. But other than that, be friendly with them because you just never know when you're going to, the tables may turn and they may be uh, your next, opportunity in this business because uh, i've been a kind of a freelance play-by-play guy for the last uh i do say 10 12 years if not longer than that every year i just i don't know where i'm going to end up but it seems like uh things uh seems to land in my lap the last about five six years each uh each summer so uh you just you have to be uh uh willing to uh to work with people you never thought you may have or be thrilled to have the opportunity to work with people that uh, you never met before yeah that's great advice and i mean one of the
4: few the first people that i have met in the industry is mark mark means and he, he's he been great took me around the uh, wbbw studios last week learning the board over there and everything and kind of how they operate met some of the other people who work at the station um then exactly what you said it's the more the merrier. The more people you know, the better network you have, especially in this industry, you would know a lot better than I would. But like you said, the, who, you never know what door could open. So just don't shut any of them.
2: Let's talk about the uh, the opportunity now with uh, the hour and a half pregame show. Uh, you'll be starting at five o'clock on Friday nights.
4: Yep, that's correct.
2: Five o'clock Friday night. We have a format that
4: Mark and myself have worked out for the show. It's going to be a lot of stuff we're jamming in. But, hey, the more content, the better, I always say. We'll get to all of it. Um, so it's going to look something like this. We're going to do, um, obviously, a lot of uh, informative stuff about the game of the week. So it will be East First Liberty this week. But we're also going to have the Hot 12 uh, games from the area. And we'll do a, I'll do a, a bit of a quicker rundown of those. Uh, just so we can kind of get more schools involved and hopefully bring in more listeners and kind of touch on a bunch of different communities. Um, so so we'll touch on the 12, we'll touch on the game of the week, and then we'll have some pre-recorded pieces w- with the uh, home and visiting uh, coach for for the game of the week. So like I said, East and Liberty this week, will have their coach interviews. And then I think the best part of the show will be uh, a quick phone interview with Mark and Jim from location. So they'll call in uh, to the station about, I want to say 545 on a typical, uh, kickoff show. And we'll do about a 10, 15 minute interview and just kind of see what it's looking like over there, uh, live on the field. And I know Liberty, uh, just put in a new turf field, so I definitely want to kind of pick their brains and see how it looks. If, if everything looks like it's cleared to play or if it's still a little spotty or not. So we'll, we'll, we'll see all about that on week one. And yeah, like I said, that's, that's basically what we have planned format wise and I'll probably do a bit of a monologue as well. I got to be – I love week one in football, no matter what the level is, high school, college, NFL. There's always a lot of mayhem. Upsets can happen, and, and some people overlook each other. It's Everyone's starting from a fresh slate, hope. So I got a lot to say on that. So week one, it'll be jam-packed, and then we'll kind of see what works and what doesn't, and we'll go from there for
2: week two. Oh, sounds like a great plan, and looking forward to that. And, of course, you will then uh... – after the pregame show, you'll hustle over to uh, Western Reserve Radio to be part of our uh, broadcast the uh, rest of the night. You'll be part of the, the half halftime and the postgame show. So uh, you have a long and a very impact few hours on a Friday night.
4: Yeah, yeah. I am excited about the halftime and the postgame show. I know uh, Jim and myself are going to uh, kind of hash out the final last details of what we're both thinking of. But what I really want to do for the halftime show is kind of cut up some, vo- some audio highlights of, of um, the play-by-play and color commentary for the big plays from the game that's being live broadcast on Western Reserve. Play those in the halftime show. And then really what I think it's about is just giving uh, score updates from around the area. Because I, what do I have, 10, 15 minutes to fill there? Um, and because I'm not watching the game live, I probably won't have too much too much to add to what the uh, play-by-play and color guys are saying. So I'll get uh, get scores updated there, and then again in the post-game show, I want to touch on all the communities, give scores uh, there as well, and then we'll see whether we're taking calls or what we're going
2: to do uh, to kind of wrap that up. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a, quite a, a challenge for you. I'm looking forward to it. I think you're going to do a great job, and it's going to be a uh, an interesting thing. So, Cam, where are you originally from?
4: Yeah, so I uh, was born in Columbus, and I uh, moved around a bit, went to high school out in Portland, Maine, played baseball, basketball, football there. Family uh, moved back to the Cleveland area, so I went to uh, undergrad at Baldwin-Wallace, played some baseball there, uh, graduated, been, been out of school for a couple of years, working in the business world, decided to go back to school in the broadcasting, so that's where I'm at, one year and do a two-year master's program at Kent State. Uh, school actually just started this past week, so got a full full slate going on over there as well. But I I'd rather be busy and not have a lot going on. So, going to wrap that up this year and uh, really just put my head down and kind of get as much experience as I can in the broadcast world.
2: Excellent. Hey, best of luck to you. Best of luck uh, this season, and I cannot wait uh, for Friday night for you and for all of us as we get started with the uh, high school football season on Western Reserve Radio as. Uh, we have a full slate for the next 10 weeks. And so let me tell you something I tell everybody, and you'll experience this. This will be the fastest 10 weeks of your life. Every <laughs> football season, uh, you'll there's uh, a blink on an eye, because next thing you'll know, it's week five. And the next thing you know, we're talking about playoffs, and we're into it. It just flies by. So the next 10 weeks will be the fastest 10 weeks of the year. And uh, you'll, you'll notice that as we go by, you'll – by the end of September you'll say, We're in week six. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's not possible. And yeah, that is. And uh by Halloween we're almost into the playoffs. And next thing you know, we're into the playoffs and you know, it it's a it, it's a game shoot from that point on each week to see how far one of our teams goes. Uh, we've been very fortunate in uh, northeast Ohio to have a lot of representation. Uh in the uh OSAA playoffs, and uh, we'll see how far one of our uh, schools take us because we plan on uh, following any of them, whoever it may be, uh, to the uh, conclusion of their season. So it should be a lot of fun, and uh, I look forward to working with you, Camel, and I cannot wait uh, for Friday night. And uh, you all already have highlights from our first game to talk about that will be on Thursday night as we kick off our season at Niles' as the Red Dragons take on the Howland Tigers. So that's on Thursday night. And then Friday we have the Warren Harding Raiders traveling to Canton to take on the Bulldogs. So it should be an excellent, excellent start of the season.
4: Hey, I'm looking forward to it. You're absolutely right. It's going to fly by. We've got a great crew, though, so we'll have fun along the ride. And, yeah, like you said, hoping for some uh,
2: local teams to make some nice runs in the playoffs. Camel, once again, thanks for coming on Radio MVP,
0: and we will talk to you soon. All right, thanks, Tim. And now here's my conversation with Jim Craven. And now it's time to welcome Jim Craven to Radio MVP as uh, we do more of our high school football preview. And he is the person behind Western Reserve Radio and uh, really come a long way in a year on that we'll talk a little bit about that because that's where we're doing high school football but first let's talk about him and mark uh your partnership for the last four seasons and uh, what games you got going on this season
5: oddly enough the time has flown so yeah we're coming up on season four now and uh we're looking forward to opening this week uh the returning cheney cowboys and the rebounding mooney cardinals on Thursday night so that, that'll be exciting over historic and stadium and then uh, that'll be followed up on Friday by a little uh, East Liberty battle over there with the new stadium uh, at Liberty
0: yeah get both uh, Youngstown schools back to back plus you get Cardinal Mooney and Liberty not not a bad start to the season
5: no and there's gonna be a lot of excitement around the Cheney return uh, certainly they're starting off tough taking on a, a Mooney team uh, that you know year in and year out is is competitive So they're going to take a big shot at that initially, and then uh, Friday night, the the Darlings of 2018, the East High Golden Bears will be making their trip over to Liberty, and uh, Liberty's a question right now. There's some, uh, you know, there's some, uh, I know Coach Allen was trying to fill some positions over there, so again, that's going to be part of the excitement of week one as we get to fill fill out all these uh, storylines. There's no question
0: about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to it. I know you and I have. I've been doing this for a few years now, and I want to thank you and uh, everyone involved for their uh, support this year for uh, Western Reserve Radio. And let's talk about that for a second. Really great things have happened in the last what, six months and maybe even in the last six weeks with our broadcast for uh, high school football here on uh, Western Reserve Radio. Jim, uh, first of all, uh, found uh, Camel Rico to come in to do the pregame show, and we've now expanded with the help of uh, Cumulus Radio and BBW. Uh, it'll be starting at 5 p.m.
5: Yeah, funny how that works out. BBW uh, had some changes over there in their staff. They were looking for somebody, so we uh, we came to an agreement. Uh, Campbell's going to go over and do their kickoff show from 5 to 6:30. We will simulcast that, and then uh, Rico will be part of our broadcast from the 6:30 hour on till the end of the game. And he will be hosting the post-game show after our games on Friday nights. So it's a, a nice partnership. Cumulus has always worked well with us. It, it's a nice blend of things right now, and I. I think it's going to be bring us some of the, the best coverage in high school football in the Valley.
0: And, of course, our games on uh, Western Reserve Radio will be also, there'll be five games. that will be simulcast with uh, WRQX AM 600 out of Salem and Youngstown Warren. So it should be a, an exciting time there, too. Our first game of the year over in Niles will be on that simulcast and uh, four other games.
5: Yeah, these are going to be WRQX productions uh, or, um, or excuse me, uh, broadcasts. They will be produced by Western Reserve Radio, so that's unique in itself. I don't know how many people have done that. I've looked around to see if there's been any kind of org or businesses working together in, in that fashion. I haven't seen anything, so we may be breaking new ground on that, but you know, hopefully we can put out a good product for them and, and uh, maybe expand that relationship as we go along because high school's so big around here. I mean, there's so much to do, so much coverage that can be done. And a lot of people like to get involved, like you and I and Tim and Mark and, uh, you know, Campbell and and Dave Ferris and everybody. So, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. So it's better, I think, to work as colleagues than it is competitors.
0: So how much have uh, you enjoyed being the head honcho, putting this all together? I got to tell you, I've been impressed because I haven't had to do a lot. I just had to give you support and uh, tell you what I know and what I can do to help. Uh, But you and Matt and uh, Dave have done a great job putting this all together here this year.
5: There, there's nothing more fun than just waking up sometimes and being creative. Think, you know, thinking, what can we do today? How can we do it differently? You know, who can we partner with? And this has been far beyond my expectations. This has been one of those things where you're thinking, we'll take a step, and the next thing you know, you're five steps ahead. And, and it's just been right place, right time uh, with good people. And that's... Uh, that's the way we like to do it. I, I, I don't think we're all going to get rich doing this. Obviously, there's issues in the radio industry where, you know, the, the, maybe the, the finances aren't there, but we love bringing the action on Friday nights. People love it. I mean, it's amazing the people you run into that say, I recognize you from that. So, you know, again, this is uh, this, this is all a lot of fun. This is uh, unbelievable that, you know, that we get to wake up in the morning and, and try something new. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But we've had a lot more successes than failures. Let's talk about
0: WBBW's schedule coming up. Obviously, we talked about the first two games. What are some of the other uh, games featured this year on Sports Radio 1240?
5: Well, again, we're going to have the doubleheader this week. We'll have Mooney and uh, Chaney coming up Thursday. uh, Youngstown East and Liberty on Friday. Now, the following week uh, will be a nice little battle there. Boardman's going to travel over to Poland for a Friday night game, and that'll be followed up by the Newton Falls at Mineral Ridge, and that's going to be Air Force game of the week. And we'll follow that by Fitch and Harding, uh, both now Division II schools, incidentally, as uh, Fitch has bumped down, and Harding has been Division II, I believe, for the last year or so. Uh, A new matchup that we'll see as a result of the new conferences, specifically the NE8, and that'll be Gerard heading over to South Range. And we'll have, in Week 5, on the September 28th, we'll have a Saturday game as Matthews heads over to Valley Christian, and that game will be at Pawlanski Field over in Poland. In week six, that'll be October 4th, Brookfield and Crestview, they will get it on in a matchup that, uh, again, that's one of the new ones, another Air Force game of the week. Followed by October 11th, Boardman at Harding, an old Steel Valley Conference battle there. And October 18th, Hubbard will travel over to Niles, so we'll get to see them not only on Western Reserve Radio, but on uh, Sports Radio 1240. Uh, Friday, October 25th, Western Reserve and Springfield will get it on, and that's always a great game. Uh, Great Two great communities, uh, big crowds there, and usually – so big hits and some high scores. So that'll be a lot of fun. And then we're going to round it out in week 10 with Canfield at Boardman Canfield getting the win last year over Boardman playing a very physical style of football kind of surprised by that.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. i tell you what, uh, there's some great opportunities to see some great high school football throughout the, the Valley, some uh, new stadium fields have been put in Uh camel and Liberty both got new turfs uh, put in this year. And you know, the football just continues to grow. I, I know our area has lost population in the last uh, 15, 20 years, but the football remains a high level, and uh, the communities just love it.
5: Yeah, and, and you hear from time to time the numbers do drop, and there are teams that have had that issue where they don't have as many boys coming out. But uh, we had talked to Coach Chris Emile from Cheney several weeks ago. Uh, on their return, they had nearly 80 players out Uh, So surprisingly, uh, Chaney and East, which we'd anticipated that we're going to be maybe Division 4 or below, are now Division 3. So that says a lot about the guys coming out. A lot of kids returning to that school, too, to uh, help with that, to develop that program again. So, you know, and I think there's a lot of parity right now with Mooney and Ursuline. You know, you had uh, kids that went to those schools because they had no other choice to go other places, but with open enrollment, I think that's kind of leveled the playing field a lot of times. And you see, Ursland had a tough schedule last year. Uh, Mooney was, uh, I guess, down. You know, uncharacteristically down a little bit. Didn't make the playoffs. That's always a disappointment to them. And uh, you know, you're, again, you're seeing a lot of parity. So a lot of surprises may come up this year. You know, so and I think you'll see more competitive games. And it seems to be, be the way it's going. But depending on the district, the numbers do seem a little bit low at times.
0: Run last kind of official type question for you, since you were a former official, with the new 40-second play clock, I'm thinking the games are going to run a lot faster. I think the games are not going to last as long because uh, once the ball is placed, actually once the play is over, the clock begins again with the new 40-second and it it will run down. So I'm I'm thinking it's actually going to run faster than what a 25-second play clock would. I mean, the durations of the game.
5: Yeah, and the officials have the discretion to stop it. If there's some issue with the uh, mechanics of the officials not getting the ball set or whatnot, they can stop the clock reset it to 25 seconds. So that's going to be a little bit different. I think it's going to facilitate the game. We'll see how the officials adjust to it how, because not only are you working on the field with that, you now have to work with the clock operator up in the press box. I'm interested to see how they're going to do that, what the mechanics are going to be on that. Uh, you know, mostly uh, not, I want to say most, there are some stadiums that do have, uh, the officials, uh, with microphones so they can ask, you know, please reset the play clock to 25 seconds. A lot of them don't. So, you know, I'm interested to see how that's going to be. And, uh, hopefully I'll be able to catch up on that this week before they institute that and see if, uh, you know, if it's going to be a, a big deal as we think, or is it something that, you know, the, the casual observer is even going to notice. All right. We're talking with
0: Jim Craven, sports radio, 1240 color analyst, and he works with Mark means Jim. My thanks again for coming on the podcast, talking high school sports with us. And again, thank you for Western reserve radio and the opportunity uh, for Dave, Anthony, Matt, and myself this coming football season. We look forward to it and uh, can't thank you enough
5: for everything you've done. It's going to be an extraordinary season. It's going to be a lot of fun. All
0: right. For Anthony, I am Tim Continenza. We will talk to you soon. Oh, you.
1: Oh, I just want to have one last plug. It's it's off the. It's not football related. A couple months ago, uh, we told you that Radio MVP was the official hole sponsor at the Cheryl Vidal Memorial Golf Outing. Uh, this past Sunday, I played in that, um, and our sign was out there correctly, uh, right there on the seventeenth hole. Uh, so I want to send out our thanks to Bob Odala for everything he did for us to uh, promoting our podcast and helping us grow our podcast. Um, thank you to that golf outing. And, Tim, maybe next year, I'll be time to get you on board,
0: huh? Yeah, it sounds good. I look forward to it. Real quick, uh, quick Indians news before we leave. Uh, Jose Ramirez broke his hammock bone, and he had, had surgery. He'll be out five to seven weeks. Uh, big blow to the Indians going forward. It's going to be a challenge. It's been next man up all season long, so we'll see how they handle it. Uh, they're three and a half games out, and we'll go from there. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. I just want to mention it. Uh, I want to thank you all again for listening to the podcast and enjoying our uh, high school football preview. And of course, our thanks go out to James Dotson and Ray Reinsdorf last week for their help uh, previewing western pennsylvania so for anthony i am tim we'll talk to you next time on episode 78 of the radio mvp sports podcast